Are we live? Are we no. live? Are we live? Are we live? Are we live? We're live! We're live. <laughs> Katrina Garcia! I haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we couldn't do it last Friday, folks, because it was Friday the 13th. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that was the reason. It was Friday the 13th. Not because of the 13 million things we had going wrong, both of us. <laughs> it was Friday the 13th. I'll stick with that. <laughs> Then we don't have to worry about going into any negativity. Before before we go into the business aspect of the show, though, I got I, I got to ask, how's the moving coming along? Uh, it's coming. <laughs> a lot of packing, a lot of boxes, walking over stuff, painters, plumbers coming in and out, painting. I must say, though, they have busted butt. We had the outside painted and restuccoed. We've had the inside painted completely. The bathrooms are almost finished in regards to being refurbished and um all we have left then is the landscaping and our house goes up on the market first week in september and do you think yours is going to sell as fast as tony's did um actually i think it might sell well it might it's hard to say because of the market but we've already had people coming by and asking us are you selling are you just remodeling oh you're selling oh well when is it going on the market i'll be by to check it out so we're already getting buzz in the neighborhood. And uh, I can just say that most of the houses in our neighborhood have been selling within three to four days. Mm. So we'll see. I'm hoping. What what the heck is with the with the with the markets in America right now? All right, I, I, I got a call from my well, my wife did. I'm on one of my rental properties. The guy's offering more than I paid for this property. Oh my god. Rental. And I'm like, Mm, you know, it'd be nice to have the money. Don't get me wrong. It'd be nice to have the money. But I looked yeah. at it going, if I don't, if I roll that money over to another rental property, the amount of money I spend to get the other rental property, I won't make the same amount of rent. So I'm like, I'm kind of going, mm, not yet. All yeah. right. If I had the research on a property in a different area, yes, I would, but I don't. Um, Cause I'd have to roll that money over. Cause if you don't, you pay taxes on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's a it's a interesting market, definitely. As soon as I as soon as I find the piece of land I want, <laughs> will happen soon. I want to I want I want a bigger piece of land outside. I want a second house, but that's the problem. I don't want to give up rental income to have a second house. To have a yeah. second house. So. Yeah. Well, it will happen soon. You will have a scout on that end soon. soon I soon. got I got the scouts going for this one. Yes. Yes. Wow. So what are we going to talk about today? All right. We were gone last week. All right. And it's that time of the week where we got to go, okay, we come up with new topics. What's our topic yes. this week? That What are we talking about? What's our first topic on the agenda? Our first topic on the agenda is, and this is a good topic. Mm -hmm. Are you running your business reactive mode or proactive mode? Because um, it seems to me, and I'm just as guilty as the next person, that a lot of times as business owners, we just kind of go with the flow. We don't really look forward at the big picture. We look at the small picture because that's all we can handle at that moment. But as we know, and you get more into doing business and get more mature about it, you really have to look at that long, big picture ahead and plan towards that. Because if you don't, then you're going to be caught shorthanded, sideways, not getting things done, things falling through the cracks, so on and so forth. So I think it's really important to be in proactive mode. And I would absolutely love to even see it proactive mode across a lot of businesses, even corporate, because corporate, 
No offense, but corporate always runs on reactive mode. It's very rare that they run on proactive mode. Well, uh, some corporations, yes, some corporations, no. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I had a friend many, many years ago, um, you know, when I was working automotive and I was just figuring out what I was going to do, I was in, you know, I was researching like network marketing type companies at the time. And he was in a network marketing company with me. And he was a police officer in our town. So he was always by my business because he was a local police officer. And I asked him, I says, why are you always researching other companies and other ideas? And he said, this is why. He says, because the business I'm in is the police officer, police business, and we are entire, entirely a reaction business. We don't, we don't do anything proactive in our community to make sure there's no crime or no this or no that. All right? We just wait till the crime happens, and then we come react. That's very he said, that is, I, he says, I hate that lifestyle. There are companies out there that, you know, people have gotten into their business because they are proactive. Yes. You know, yes. I'm in the business of being proactive. All right. You know, but I do end up fixing reactive and turning people as a coach into proactive people in their companies. Yeah. Well, and, and I try and do the same thing when it comes to the website. You want to be proactive with your website instead of reactive and trying to react. And a lot of that goes into social media, too. If you think about it, a lot of times people will put social media out there. And as a reactive instead of proactive, and now they have to react because it's kind of been this whole, I mean, let me take it back a little. There have been some corporate social media that's gone out where it hasn't thought been thought through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've gotten a lot of backlash and that's being proactive and thinking things through and saying, will this really go over well with our audience, especially at this given time? And if they had thought that through, they probably would have said, yeah, maybe not. Let's come up with something else. And they wouldn't have had the backlash that they did. Well, let's let's talk about different backlashes, all right? Because there's backlashes because, uh, you know, people have opinions. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's look at, uh, for instance, Subway. Subway's advertising campaign, all right, for years was Jared. Remember Jared? They reacted because of what happened with Jared and said, you know what? We need to pull him from our ads. Yep. But now we are getting, uh, you know, advertisers like Subway is one of them. Uh, I think Nike has another one. All right. There's some of these, these corporations are pulling um, things that shock. They're pulling spokespeople that will shock. All right. To help with their ads. Yep. Is that reacting to the, Reacting to their customers going, well, you know, we want something different uh, to, 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 that's a shocking reaction. I think it's more of an insurance for the company so they don't get sued. I think that's more along the lines of what a lot of the companies do is not necessarily just for the audience. It's more, okay, we're getting to trouble here and we might have a lawsuit on our hands or we might have people... You know what I mean? Coming to us and saying, if, if you don't do this, we're going to ban this or we're going to boycott this. So it's kind of one of those fine lines, especially when you're a business and you're out there like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of them. When you're really well known and a lot of people see you and you have this image already set up and you do something against that image when your audience is expecting something of you and you're trying to do something new, it's hard to do because your audience is expecting you in this box and you're trying to think outside the box and they're not ready for it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that fine line. How do you do that as a business? 
when you're trying but, to. Yeah. But, but have you seen the movie coach Carter? No, I have not. Okay. So like I've seen a blip of it and I was like, okay, I gotta go find it. And as soon as I found it, I caught it in, into the show late, but still it's like, you know, I watched the movie and I'm like, Oh my God. And this is based on a real incidences. And you know what he did his like something he did was like closing down and, and, and basically forfeiting games because his students refused or, or did not get their grades up. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I mean? The, the parents all fought and like, Oh, I got to get my son because basketball is the only thing. And when he finally got, when they finally, you know, said, that's it. We're, we're going to open the doors and we're going to let people back into play. And he said, if you do that, I quit. And he went in there to quit. And uh, while he walks in there to quit, they show all of his students there in desks going, no, we, we, we understand now why you're doing it. And we're going to follow your plan. Just because, just because they said we have to play doesn't wow. mean we're going to, because we're going to, we, we started as a team. We're going to finish this as a team. Yeah. All right. And, and now you're looking at reaction. You're looking at the world and you're looking at things that go and you look at a story like that and go, there's a man who stood up. All right. And uh, he created, you know what I mean? He was proactive and going, I see a problem. I'm going to solve the problem with these boys. How yeah. many of us in our businesses will go and be that coach Carter and willing to take a stand for. Yeah. Not I know my husband says this all the time and I truly believe it as well. It's easy to do the wrong thing. It's oh, yeah. really hard to do the right thing. Really mm -hmm. hard. And that's why so many people in business and anything across the board, it's easy for them to point the finger at somebody else mm -hmm. and take accountability, which we've talked about. But being that proactive and saying, listen, I see this happening and I think we need to go this direction as opposed to this one. And you're going up against all of these these factors and people say, no, 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 that won't work because of blah, blah, blah. They see something that others are not seeing. And I think as business owners, we have to be smart about that. And are we seeing things now that down the line are going to cause issues that we can fix right now and be proactive? Or are we just going to wait till it happens and then we'll be on reactive mode and just deal with it when we deal with it? Mm. And it's, I mean, it's a big, I think personally, as a business owner, you really need to be a little bit of both. As you said, you're going to have fires that you got to put out and that's reactive mode. But if you're proactive by putting, like we've talked about systems in place and so on and so forth, it helps you to be on a more proactive mode than reactive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that being said, all right, you know, it's something I think all of us have to judge our own businesses. This is, the, this is the great part about America. If you're an American, those people who watch our show in America is you still, you, you still have the freedom to, 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 to uh, run your own business. So yes. I personally think you should take ownership of your business and become a proactive person as opposed to a reactive person. And remember when it comes to reactions to what happens is you can't fix yesterday. You can only fix tomorrow. True. You can't, you can't, you can't try and mop up spilled milk. What's already happened years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. If it's the milk has dried by now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it's not a, it's, it's not a wet mop you need. It is a scrub brush. Yes, exactly. It's a done deal. Done, done deal. All right. What's next? What's our, next on our agenda? Our next topic, I thought is one of my favorite topics because you know, I'm, I'm a geek at heart. And um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but do you know who Tim Berners-Lee is? Um, is? Is it related to Jason Lee from uh, from My Name is Earl? <laughs> no. 
That would be a kick, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, believe it or not, he is the one who invented the World Wide Web in 19. 19- no, no, no. Al Gore did that. No, <laughs> no. That some people right before he cured it. right before he cured global warming. Yeah. yeah, or Steve Jobs did. No, believe it or not, we had no World Wide Web or no internet until '89, and all these kids are like, "It's been around forever." Yeah, since you were born. <laughs> But the rest of us. Well, you know, when you, when you were born in '92, it has been forever. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. But I mean, think about it. If he didn't come up with the World Wide Web, and his intent for it was to share information and make it free across everybody, so that everybody could find information and get information that they needed. That was his main intent for it. Now it's. It originally started where the military started utilizing it first, and they utilized it privately. So it didn't go public yet. It was just the military using it, scientists, researchers, and and academics and so forth. But then it went public. And as soon as it went public, I mean, think about it. We got to find out how to get maps to where we go now. We We got to help with arguments of, no, was it this guy or that guy that was in the movie? No, the movie was called... I mean, you know, now we get to look these things up. We need, we get to look up words that maybe, I mean, who actually has a dictionary that's a book dictionary these days? They all look online and everything is housed online. I mean, for the most part, even our systems, they're all housed online. So it reminds me of the, I don't know whether it was Donald Trump or which business what man it was in the early nineties. He's watching this kid, this guy on Jeopardy answer every question. And his buddy leans to him and says, so how much would you pay for a guy like that? And he goes, 300 bucks. Like an hour? No. A day? No. 300 total. Well, why? 300. Because everything that guy knows I can get in the Encyclopedia Britannica for $300. Yep. I want somebody who can think. And I think what our, 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 our World Wide Web has created is a lot of people who can research. All right. And and but they don't think for themselves, and no. then it comes down to like Wikipedia. How much? How often do you look up stuff on Wikipedia? A lot, actually. Yeah. Well, then you go to Wikipedia, where you know it's it's a group of people putting in the information. So now you research it, and you're uh, you have a political agenda behind it. So guess what? You're going to throw out now the ones that don't fit your political agenda, and you're only going to read the articles that fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now it has become the opposite of what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be an idea that we go, okay, we research it. It's like, you know, like a book. Yeah. The book, all right, it's printed, it's done, it's finished. Yeah. You can't you can't change the pages, you can't change the print, it's printed in form. But the internet, we can change the words onto it. So now we've become a society that is not foundational on like, you know, I mean, I'm a Christian and the foundation is the Bible. And people always go say, well, you know, I mean, that book's old fashioned. Yeah, but that book is still more relevant to us as Christians thousands of years after it was written. All right. As opposed to the World Wide Web, where you could write the rules of the World Wide Web and then they're changed next week. And 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 on the other side of that, too, who wrote the Bible? A bunch of a bunch of old white men. I hate I, I'm sorry, guys, but it was a bunch of old white men for all those who think I'm racist. It. 
it just, it, you know what I mean? So it, it, you have to take the information for what it is. And yeah. you, I think today, especially with the World Wide Web, is mm-hmm. that you have to do your research. And yeah. you have to research and research and research to make sure, okay, is this a real fact that I that I can believe in and and, and stand by? Or is it mm, too many holes doesn't doesn't pan out. Well, that that comes into everybody can have a website. Everybody can have a blog. Everybody can have all that. And I'm always encouraging people to have those things. But, you know, there's a million people out there putting wrong information out there and you've got to be able to decipher. And, you know, I remember the early 90s of being in the network marketing group and people saying, well, you know, there's a ton of people out there teaching theories. They have never acted on their theories to make them proven theories. They just have theories. Yeah. Whereas we'll say too, those who can't do teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then we have like, you know, John Limbacher, who you and I both know, John Limbacher has said, you know, in internet marketing, nothing works in internet marketing that has not first worked in the real world. Yeah. And he says that as he says, that's a fact. All right. That I will stand behind as an internet marketer his whole life is if it hasn't been proven in the real world, when you try to bring it online, it will, all right, it's not going to work. And that's where, that's where you got to build your foundational truth on internet and what's yep. on the internet. I agree. I agree. And you have to, you have to be very careful too what you're putting out on. Yeah, the internet. exactly. Like, all right. If you're, if you're putting lies out there, all right, you're opening yourself up just because you want to prove a new theory. Yeah. yeah. Say I'm hi to Patricia Murray. All right. From over there and uh, Raleigh yeah. Durham, North Carolina. Uh, great fan of the show. Thank you, Patricia, for stopping by. I think it's the, the the Durham Writer or something is her website. Go check her out. So nice, Patricia. Nice. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and I just thought it was cool because, like I said, I'm a closet geek, and I and I remember way back when I first started on computers, it was DOS based. There was no Windows. It was DOS. No, yeah, my first computer was DOS. Yeah. Yeah. It's all DOS based and it was very logical. So you had to think very logically. Yeah. And I remember, uh, yeah, I remember because uh, one of the first programs I got on my computer to use was uh, it was a DOS based uh, Quicken version of Quicken. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. I Quicken, which was now QuickBooks, most people use my business, but it was to manage my personal finances. And I had a game on there. I think I had two games that I was playing. I think Tetris was one of the popular ones. Snake, snake, the, the snake games. What I played, yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah. And there was yeah. Pac-Man, walk, 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 walk. yeah, because <laughs> it was logical and it was very yeah. simplified. I mean, yeah. and now look what we're. I mean, all the stuff we've got now, and the te- and the technology, and the graphics, and the. I mean, it it blows my mind. I mean, now we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and. Yeah. I mean, I it's just blows my mind where we've come from point A to point B since I, even since I began my little life. Yeah. <laughs> like, blows me away. Just blows me away. But I just thought this was really cool information because yay, Tim Berners, because if we didn't have him inventing this, we wouldn't be talking right now. You wouldn't be shopping on Amazon. You wouldn't be going on social media you wouldn't have a website you wouldn't have any of that so you got well, think- probably but also uh if if we didn't have an internet a worldwide web i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there we don't have a worldwide web we would probably wouldn't have had a pandemic last year possibly very possible because you know what if yeah. you think about it in the old west they had 
a lot more uh, criminals that mm -hmm. showed up as soon as they put the telegraph started and yeah. they let everybody know about what was going yep. on. Yep. It was all a form of communication. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, you know, our form of communication for the internet was for news, we watched the TV. Yeah. All right. And many of people, I knew many people who never bothered to turn the TV on. They might have had their radio on and heard like blips here and there. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? There's stuff that happened in the news in the 70s and 80s that I have no clue about. Why? Because like I, I refused to watch the news as a kid. I was like, that's boring. I want to watch BJ and the Bear. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I love BJ and the Bear. I did too. Yeah. BJ, <laughs> BJ and the Bear and the Dukes of Hazard, which I know both of them are kind of both outlawed now. But anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh, fun times. Fun times. Mm -hmm. So our next topic, I'm going to let you take this one. Oh, man. All right. I, and we wanted to do this last week because it came out last week. How many of you guys are fans of Aretha Franklin? Ooh, me, 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 me. Yeah. I love Aretha. I love, by the way, I love Aretha Franklin. I love her song, you know, our, you know Respect. And uh, the movie came out, but it made me think about the concept of Respect. How many times in America today are we going out, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we are demanding respect? And I heard that song when I was a kid, and it almost sounded to me, and a lot of people who were fans of it were like, uh, you know, like, you better respect me when they did not give respect. No. All right. No. Uh, I, and I'm a huge Aretha Franklin fan, and I, I, I'm not sure that that's why Aretha did the song. I've never met her in person, and I cannot answer that question. We can yeah. still, you know, we can, we can, we can think we know the answer to it because we've seen the movie. Here's the bottom line: just because I seen the movie Tombstone does mean not mean I know exactly what Wyatt Earp was thinking. All right, it doesn't work that way. I do know from a society of kids that I have watched, grown up, and what I am seeing right now in our world is there are people right now who are not respectful. Nope. All right. You're wondering why your kids, you know what I mean, are having scuffles with the law or the principal or the teacher or stuff like that is because they've never learned to respect the position. All right. Um, you know, we talk, Katrina and I, we don't hardly ever talk on the show about our, our, our political opinions. There are people out there right now who want to disrespect our current president because they like the last one. I'm sorry, I cannot like the current president all I want. I cannot like the last one all I want. But the office of the president, I will respect yeah. whether I like Joe Biden or not. Whether I liked Donald Trump or not, I respect the presidency. And I respect the fact that they got the votes to get that job, whether I like them or not. That is respect. It is given first before it is asked for. All right. If you want to go out into a world and demand people respect you, well, I, I, I demand it because I deserve respect. You don't deserve shit. I crap. Uh, <laughs> you don't deserve crap in this world, guys. I'm sorry. The only thing you deserve is what you earn yourself. And that's where I wanted to go with that, that thing. And ladies and gentlemen, all right, when I first, first actually seen that, that is exactly what I thought was on respect was, oh my God, they're going to teach, we're, we're going to teach a whole other generation of people to go, respect me. You know what I mean? And it's not. If you noticed on this show, most of the time when Katrina is leading it, I respect what Katrina, she's the lead of the person, of that, of that topic. I respect her and she is that lead at that moment. I, Katrina and I both have a coach and friend, Craig Duswalt, which we talk about a lot. 
Yeah. I go to Craig's events, all right? There's times I may know more than Craig, but do I ever stand up and go, well, Craig, I know this, all right? Come on, guys, respect the idea. No, I don't. I simply sat back, all right? And many times Craig is going, you know, I kind of I kind of know a little bit about this, but Katrina knows more. Katrina, come up here and tell people about that. It's exactly what he does. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is respect. Yes. All right? By going into a room, just because I may know more than you doesn't mean it that I demand you respect me. So uh, let's see some of our comments we have. So Patricia, who's watching today, love Aretha Franklin. Yes, by the way, she's just an awesome musician. She's the queen of soul, ladies and gentlemen. Um, actually, the original version of Respect was by Otis Redding. Nowadays, the young folks are saying, put some respect on my name. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, my biggest thing that I want the guys to understand is, you know, when you walk into a room, respect that it's not your room. You know what I mean? I attend many events. I attend very many virtual events, and uh, I respect the people who are there. I've had people want to be on my other podcast, all right, and refuse to follow the rules. Who think they're above the rules? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't get on. I recently have had someone who actually, someone who is a bigger name in the speaking world, want to speak at my event, my virtual events. And the first chance I let them get an eye to my audience, they broke one of my rules. Guess what? They're not coming back. I don't care how big of a speaker they are. They can't respect the rules of the house. Yeah. You don't come back. You know, um, and I've seen kids who go to people's homes. Imagine you're, I mean, you raise your kids and they walk into someone else's house and they just take over because they're like, well, I deserve respect. I'd be ashamed to call them my kids. Yep. You know what I mean? And and that is what I think this topic was about today is, is as we go into this world, this movie is a great movie to go out there to see the story of Aretha Franklin. But when we look at the, uh, at the idea of the word respect, it is not something you demand. It is something you give first. Something you earn. Yeah, it is something you, you earn. Gotta earn it. You got to earn it. And you can't say they got to respect me first before I respect them. No. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and, and our good friend, yeah, our good friend, Tony Caruso. Great, great example of this. All right. Um, when Tony was brought in as Craig's, the first time Tony was brought in as Craig's, uh, you know, event planner. Mm -hmm. I was used to the old event planner. She was my friend. She still is. She's still a great friend. We had a certain way that we ran the back of that room. And, guys, I've, I've been the back of Craig's room longer than anybody right now, all right, because I've stayed with him throughout the years through many changes. And Tony came in. In the beginning, I was like, mm, no, we don't do it that way. But then Tony said, well, that's what we're going to do it now. And I just sat back, and I just like, you know what I mean? If Tony crashes and burns, I've got to let her do that. She she has the top role of it. I'm I'm one of the peons who you know runs the microphone. I'm not the person who is responsible if the if the ship sinks or the ship floats. I'm not that person. I have to actually respect the person who is responsible. And because I sat back and respected Tony and let her lead and do her job, it built a friendship that Tony and Crusoe I think are great friends. I love Tony now. But if I didn't sit back and respect her, I would have went, come on, Tony. No, no, I've been doing this longer than you. Just take, listen to me. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't my authority to, to make the ship rise or sink. It was hers. And I had to respect that. 
Well, and like you said, too, with speakers and events, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times speakers will get up and you've told them that either they, you know, don't sell if you want, you can sell. I mean, we saw this at one of Craig's events where he said, don't sell the room or anything. And somebody said something, if you remember on stage, and then all of a sudden people were getting up and he's like, no, 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 wait, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. So, I mean, just like with that, with events, you've got to respect yeah. And who's running that event? If they ask you, don't sell on the stage, don't sell on the stage. Yep. Otherwise, you won't be back on that stage. Yep. If they ask you not to do something, then you abide by that. That's the respect so that you'll be asked back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, great topic. And it's something, guys, it's a, it's a path of learning. And um, I think I learned it most when I was in the Christian Motorcycles Association, who basically said they, they had a, a motto in there that was called earn the right to speak. In other yeah. words, you don't go in and demand to speak. You go in and you do something to when they finally open up and say, hey, can you add to this? Now you've earned the right to speak. And when you know when you actually are trying to get on other people's shows, that is the biggest thing that you should try to do, ladies and gentlemen, is learn to earn that right to be able to share your message. Yeah. I agree. I think the other thing too is gratitude, being grateful for the people that give you opportunities, being grateful for the people that are in front of you, being grateful for those people that are smarter in the room that you're learning from. And let's face it. My biggest pet peeve is don't walk into a room thinking you're the smartest one in the room because nine times out of 10, you're the dumbest one. <laughs> it's usually the people, wait, 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 have you noticed? It's usually the people who think are the smartest or are the dumbest. And yes. it's usually the people who walk in as the dumbest that usually are the smartest. Yes. Just yes. saying on that. You can learn something from anybody in that room, regardless if they've just started their business or they've been in business for years. Yes. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Doesn't matter. And that's part of respect too, personally. You know, uh, uh, you know, though, Katrina, when I was on, when Blab first came out, like I know, uh, you know, some people in the room today or, that I knew from Blab, when Blab first came out and I got on there, I did this thing where I said, you know what? I'm going to be on 100 people's shows within 30 days. Uh, they're going to give me the right to speak within 30 days. And I, I I didn't go on. And there were many people when it first started going, well, I, they could go on. As soon as I get on screen, all right, you know what I mean? Here's my five reasons why you should blah, 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 and give the five reasons and their sales pitch. Yeah. And that became a thing. I got my way onto shows by coming in, respecting the system and going on. And I got 78 within 30 days. 78 times people invited me in and asked me to uh, allowed me to speak to their the audience they had created. That is where you actually earn it. Recently, yeah. I seen a post this week, all right, which may be something we can talk about next week is Clubhouse. That someone said, "Well, I'm done with Clubhouse. Why?" Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we can put that on our topics next week. But Clubhouse yeah. is saying, "Well, Clubhouse is nothing more than a pitch fest now." Yeah, that's what happens. All right, when when marketers get a hold of something. Is eventually they don't go in and and they, they, you know they go in and make their own rules and before you know it it turns out to something and you watch if it is a pitch fest I've not been on there in a long time if it is watch droves people will move on to something else yeah and the reason is is they came there to avoid pitches to begin with yeah they came you there to brought, yeah you brought what they were trying to avoid that's part of the respect game. I walk into a room and I actually was in a room on Clubhouse one night for probably two and a half hours that Glenn Morshower was leading. All right. I didn't say anything until Glenn said, so Tim Gillette, I want you to speak up now. Up until that point, 
I was a listener only. All right. And there was tons of things being said in there and that when Glenn made me step up and say something, because Glenn knew I knew something about the subject. But I didn't stomp on somebody and say, well, no, you're wrong. Here, I know better. No, I waited for the right to speak. And then I didn't go in and go, you're wrong. I shared my opinion. Yep. And yep. I think what we should all do is share, is share information instead of, I'll give you these five things. And if you're good at that, let's sign you up. Let's, let's you know, it's not all about the sale. No. And, and that's the same way with social media. It's not all about the sale, folks. It just isn't. People are tired of being sold. They don't want to be sold anymore. Well, imagine our world. Yeah, imagine our world. All right. And I get it. There's people out there who are going to be aggressive salespeople. We're not going to condemn. But imagine our world if we went to this idea of let me listen to you first. Mm -hmm. Let's listen and, and be respectful. And then we'll add value. Yeah. What would that world be like to you? I mean, think about that world, Katrina. Paint that world for yourself. Let's let's take a moment and paint that world. <sighs> It would be bliss. Yeah. Absolute bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, no, I, I think a lot of us are trying, and I work on this just as much as anybody else, but I think a lot of us are so um, into, they're not listening. They're just thinking about what they want to say and what they want to add and what they want to say and what they want to add instead of really listening to what's going on in the conversation. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and that's, I think, you know, the conversations you and I have had, is how many times do you sit and listen when I talk? A lot. <laughs> In other words, you say I talk too much. No. But when I ask Katrina a question, I listen. When we were doing our pre-show today, did I not listen? Listen. And, and, what, and what I said, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make the smart apple remark. But, <laughs> but I listen because the show prep is done for the idea that, again, this is a mutual respect position. I usually throw one to two topics in and Katrina comes up with the other ones and she does the research and she puts the points out. And if you can tell, that's the one she leads on. And you can tell this one here, as you can tell, this was the one that mattered, mattered to me. And I, <laughs> I'm the one trying to lead it, but that's it. It's a respect for each other. That's what, that's what makes our show so great is I learned that you, you know more in certain areas and I want to let you re lead, a, lead the discussion. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Same here. Oh. Totally, totally uh, agree. Yeah, I was, uh, speaking of which, uh, by the way, I need help on our website. Uh, can you help? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got somebody who can help you out. <laughs> you know what? You know what I was watching yesterday because I was I was I spoke in another a virtual event last night, um, and I watched because the reason they hired me to speak was they they were they had seen part of the one the the master class I did. Uh, like the one I did for Craig's. And I'm like, I, I was trying to figure out where there was a recording of me doing this masterclass. I was like, oh, it's in Craig's group and I have access. So I went to find it last night and I was watching that and looking at how many times I talked about websites. And every time I said websites, I'm like, I think I said your name and Cynthia's, but I was like, you know what I mean? You want webs, you want the website done right. All right, hire Cynthia, hire, you know, hire Katrina to do it. All right. But then I went on to talk about blogging because it was a blogging masterclass I did. But... <clears throat> And by the way, I hate watching myself on camera because I look, by the way, my hair looked gross. In that what the hell was I thinking? Tell me all. Tell me all. That's what stops us. We yeah. want to be the perfection, especially with women. Ah, oh, I'm just as guilty. Got to have the makeup on. Got to do this. Got to do that. Can't get on. Do no, forget it. I'm just not going to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So was it last week I was on someone's 
show that I had to drive to downtown. They were recording it at a, at a studio downtown. And I, first of all, I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I tried to do it not in a non-offensive way, but I was like, I hate driving downtown on Monday morning. I hate driving Lord. downtown. Uh, I've gotten so used to uh, just staying in my space, uh, getting, you know, getting up and coming to my office and not having to drive someplace and uh, get all dressed up and everything. But I went to this, this thing and the whole time I'm there, I'm like, I, until she stumbled, like we were in between breaks, all right, like two or three things. I said, let me give you advice on how to do that. Would you be interested? I always, would you be interested? And then she's, yes. So then I give her a quick bit of advice. Her producer gives her some advice. And sure enough, she follows the advice and takes off and finishes the segment. All right. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, sure. And I said, I'm used to doing this. I said, you know, I've, I've actually spent more time coaching people from behind the scenes as opposed to being on screen. And that blows people's mind that I've done that more because they see me on screen so much. <laughs> but I respected her entire system. It was her show, not mine. So it's all about the respect, folks. Yeah. All about the respect. R-E-S-P-E-C. I'm not gonna say. I know. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to our uh, you know what I mean, our tips of the week. Do you have an, do you have a website tip of the week? Or? I do, I do, I do, I do. My website tip of the week is you've got to be, we talked about proactive, you've got to be proactive with your website as well. And that means you've got it constantly updated. Look at your content. Does it need to be um, jazzed up a bit so that it really sings to your audience? Is your pop-up freebie a little bit old and now you need to update it and get something new in there? Are all your links working or are they broken and you just haven't checked them in a long time? Get some new imagery on there because believe it or not, the more you do that, the better SEO you're going to get from Google because they reward people that go in and make changes to their website because they realize you're paying attention to your website and you're not just leaving it there and you're leaving money on the table when you don't. That's my tip of the week. Wow. That's a good tip. Thank you. <laughs> And you were so good at listening. Thank you. Tim. I know. I know. All that respect. <laughs> I, I decided to not do like a blogging tip, but to do more like a business tip this week. And your business tip is? So my business tip this week, guys, is, is you know, a lot of people look at how cool, and even the event I was on last night, how cool the studio is. And they think, man, Tim, man, that's just so cool. You set up. Guys, this is the cheesiest setup I can think of. But you're not here, so you think it looks great to you. Someone asked me last night, well, what microphone are you using? What's that stand you got? What's that camera you got? I got to go get that. I'm like, how many broadcasts have you done? None. Yeah. Guys, I did not get all of this stuff, all right, until I had done probably well over 500 broadcasts. Well over 500 before I got any of this stuff that you see that looks cool. I didn't have the accent lighting. I didn't have the... I got the I get these two lights here and I got a ring light over there. All right. I even got extra. Uh, let's see if I can actually I even got extra setup now to go to to different cameras now. Watch. I can do this and go and talk to you over here. All right. It's like there's there's things I have in this studio that I didn't have when I started. I had one camera, it was on my computer. I had one microphone, it was the snowball. 
My first microphone that I ever did my first podcast on, ladies and gentlemen, was a set of Apple ear with a with the thing that you put on your phone. Yeah. Plug into my computer. That was my first microphone. And some of y'all think you have to have the fancy microphone. You think you got to have the fancy lighting and everything. Before you invest in things that you cannot afford, build a habit of doing something to support it. Yep. One of the coolest things that I had, ladies and gentlemen, it was 2004 or five. I was broke at the time. And literally, I drove my car in an ice storm downtown to here. I think it was a not, not get motivated. Learning Annex, a learning annex event that um, Anthony, or Tony Robbins was speaking at. Robert Kiyosaki was speaking at. I think Trump was speaking at it. Uh, you know, Marshall Silver, some big names were speaking at this event. But there was a bunch of smaller speakers there as well. And I got a VIP ticket and went down two days in a row in an ice storm to go attend this event. And I stayed literally since I was there. It was an ice storm. My car didn't have heat. All right. And all I had to do was go home to the couch. I was sleeping on at my friend's house. I stayed from morning when it opened till nighttime at the very end when it closed. And the end of the last day, after the big featured speaker, all right, I think it was Trump, but I don't remember, was this other speaker who took over the main stage for the last thing after everybody left and we all moved into the VIP area. And I tell you all that story because he was one of the greatest impacts of the whole weekend. And he was a, a breakout room speaker who got the main stage after the keynote. And he would ask each one of us. So, so I mean, because there's like maybe 30 people left in a five to 10,000 seat room. So why are you here? Why did you stay for this last session? What is it that I can help you with? And he would do some of his speech and ask answer some more questions. Do some of his speech, answer more questions. People were going, oh, I'm going to get up and leave. He goes, well, is there a question I can answer before you leave? Is there something I can answer for you? He built his whole speech on that. And one of the things he said to me was, because I said to him, I said, I've seen all this stuff this weekend. I'm broke. I can't afford to buy the training classes that are offered to learn how this in real estate or training classes. And I can't afford any of it. I have no money, period. I barely had the $297 to buy the VIP ticket. I did. I barely had that. I make $70 a week right now. And he said to me, you're my biggest inspiration right now. Let me tell you what to do. Is there anything here that you figured that I can research it and figure it out? And I said, yes, one, and I named it. He says, go home and research everything you can do off of free or the internet. Thanks to Tim. <laughs> uh, research on the internet about how to do that and go attempt it and try it. Attempt it and try it until you can succeed and get one or two deals. When you make money from a deal or two from doing that, take that money, go find that person who taught that, and then go invest and buy their course and learn more. And then when you learn that, then go back and hire them to work with them one-on-one -on -one and learn more. Best advice I got, ladies and gentlemen, this is my business tip for the week, is start with where you are. Don't go buy the million dollar studio. Start with the tools that you have in hand and use them to make money to buy the tools you need. Yeah. Again, I say it to my people all the time. Frank Kern makes more money with this thing right here than he does with his hundred grand studio by doing videos with his iPhone. Some of you all want to get the hundred grand studio in so you can get started. Frank will bypass you this month.
with his iPhone. And he's the number one internet marketer in the world. That's my tip of the week. Good tip. Very good tip. Yeah. That's a so, great tip. So uh, we've got like 15 minutes left on our show. All right. What's our what's what's our what's our next topic? Our next one we kind of touched on, and that is on whether you're a good listener or not. And huh? did you say something? <laughs> what? What did you say? Huh? Huh? I didn't hear you. I mean, and, and there are key ways <laughs> to know and be a good listener that I'm gonna kind of go through and touch. And maybe some of them we do, maybe some of them we don't. I mean, but these are some key things to make you a good listener if you're not already, or you might say, oh, I do do that. Maybe I am a good listener. Mm -hmm. And one of them, of course, is being fully present and avoiding the distractions. That's one thing that a lot of people have a hard time with. And I'm sure you see this in networking. They're talking to you and then they're watching the person go by or they're looking down on their phone. That means they're distracted. They're not interested in what you have to say. So they're not listening. And that's part of the respect thing, too. Also, you want to focus on what they're saying and respond. And so that way they know that you're understood, that they're listening and hearing you. So you want to react with honest responses. So they know that way that you're being that they're being heard. You don't want to have an agenda, which a lot of us do. We're hearing somebody talk, and the first thing we're thinking about is, what are we going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Oh, I got to get this in there. Got to get that in there. Got to get this in there. And then they have a tendency, then they go to the next topic, and you're coming on talking about the topic before, and they're like, I, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought we were talking about. So that means you're not listening. You don't want to put your agenda in there. Also, you don't want to jump in and give advice because a lot of times people don't want your advice unless they ask for it. They just want to be heard. And that's one thing we have to remember. And one thing that I work on is you never want to interrupt. I know that sometimes that happens, but you don't want to interrupt when someone's talking. Unless, of course, it's an emergency and something's going to happen. But still, you ooh, don't want to interrupt. Ooh, ooh, I got to go pee. No, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had, I had to do that to send an example. <laughs> And you want to ask follow-up questions. You want to encourage the speaker and the person who's talking that you're truly listening. So you ask questions. So tell me more about this that you talked about. Or tell me more about. And that shows that you're a great listener. And here's the key one. Those who listen don't talk. They listen. They don't talk. So we need to use these more than this in order to truly listen. Also, using your active body language by leaning in, nodding, you know, that, okay, they're listening to me. They hear me. Okay. And you want to be patient and allow the speaker to finish. Now, I know there are some times when they go on and on and on and on and on. You're thinking, okay. <laughs> but you still got to listen. You still got to respect that. And you also, you know, like I said, part of listening is learning. You learn more by listening than speaking. And this is something I've learned as I've gotten older. I used to be really bad as, uh, when I was younger. I was in a family, my story. I was in a family where we wanted to be heard so much because nobody would shut up that it would get louder and louder and louder because we're trying to interject. And I never realized how bad it was until I met my husband. And he came to a family event. And he walked up the door and I said, where are you going? He said, I... Oh my God, do you not hear that? I'm like, hear what? He says, you guys are getting louder and louder because you want to interrupt each other. You're not listening to anything anybody he says. All you want is just interrupt and make sure you get your piece in. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really bad habit I had that I had 
to work really hard at overcoming because I would go to events and somebody would talk and they'd say, if you'd stop talking or stop interrupting me, <laughs> be like, oh, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I sit back now more than talk, I learn a lot more than I did before. So those are some really key things showing what a good listener is and how you can become that better listener because you need to do that for your clients, family, colleagues, because we all want to be heard and we all want to express ourselves, but we also want to make sure that people are hearing what we're saying and not just wah, 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 like Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh yeah, Charlie Brown's teacher. Yep, I've quoted her quite a bit. Yeah, in fact, my favorite commercial was, you know, that one where it was the, it was about a lawyer and it, there was a judge and then there was a lawyer and they're wah, 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 And then it says, do you not understand the legal jargon? Call so-and-so, we'll help you through it, that kind of thing. I love that commercial. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it, and part of that respect that we were talking about is respecting somebody enough to listen to what they're saying. You know, uh, and it's interesting you 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 bring up this topic because uh, over the past couple of weeks, um, I attended an event, uh, you know, virtual events, which I've been doing a lot of over the past months because of being inside. And I went to a virtual event the other day, uh, and the person running it. All right, had their own way of doing things. You know, they 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 didn't they they didn't listen to like you know they they said they they basically said to 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 the speaker I have you know I mean I have a I have I have a feel of how my people work. So rather than you do what you normally do, I'm gonna have I'm gonna direct you to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was blown away at this that like you know they 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 really didn't listen. They kind of like, you know what I mean? They kind of like ran it the way they wanted to run it. And, you know, I think sometimes we got to listen. It's like I try to listen to my, so when I run my event, I try to listen to both my audience as well as my speakers. And I try to get my speakers to come in, all right, and do what they know how to do. I don't want to come in and direct them and go, well, I know how people are. I don't. I really, I don't. Um, and the reason I know I don't is because I, I, I don't listen enough. I've got to listen more to my audience. So from you to come over and you've spoken at my virtual events, all right? If I brought you onto my virtual event and I went, well, you know, uh, Katrina, I know what people want to know about websites. I don't. I don't know what they want to know. I don't know about websites. That's why I hired you to speak about it. <laughs> and I see people not listening to their speakers, but not also not listening to their people. No. And then they're going, well, my, my, my virtual events are, are not working. Well, what do, your, what do your people want? What do your people want? Really, have you listened to what your people want? Yeah. As a coach, you should be. I mean, you know, this is the thing about coaching. I remember when I, I, I took a course on how to be a coach. Like it was some, co- you know, some coaching school. And I took this course and read through it, listened to the tapes and stuff and everything to learn it and understood the concept. They talk about, you know what I mean? The number one thing you're going to have to learn in coaching is listen. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yep. It's not about telling them what to do. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this more than anybody, guys. I, I mean, I want to come in and fix your problems. I really do because I don't want to see you in pain. All right. But I want to listen to make sure I got the right problem. 
And if you have never, I mean, if you were all, but if you're always talking about your problems and not listening to people with solutions, you're not helping yourself either. So it's a, it's a balance of listening. If I want your advice from my website, Katrina, I'm going to tell you the problem, but then I'm going to shut up and listen to your answer. All right. As a coach, you probably are, you know what I mean? Or someone is probably going to sell service. You're probably going to listen. But if I told you, well, this is all everything I want, and then I got done with telling you everything I want, and I said, okay, well, I'll get back to you next week, and I, I, and I go, are you really able to help me? Yeah. Why? Because I didn't stop to listen about how you can solve a problem. No. Or you're not even ready to hear it, and that's part of it, too. There is a lot of that in the listening space. I will agree with you on that. I think that yeah. I think there are times. I mean, there are times I've gone to events and I've gone to things, and I'll I'll hear the same thing over and over again. And I think, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that before, but because I wasn't ready to truly hear it, it didn't stick. So I didn't do it until all of a sudden. Now I was open to it. I was ready to hear it. Now yeah. it's stuck. I mean, talking about Tony, there were times she would tell me, well, why don't you do A, B, and C? And I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd go to Craig's event or I'd go to someone else's event. And then all of a sudden I'd hear it. I'd start doing She said, I told you that a long time ago. Just wasn't ready to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't yeah. ready to implement it. I wasn't ready to hear it. So we can't get upset a lot of times with our clients when they don't follow through, especially as coaches, because they're not they ready. Yeah. They're not ready to hear it. And so if they're not ready to hear it, fine. Okay, they're not ready to hear it. And I think that's why a lot of people will hire one coach after another coach after another coach and say, oh, she didn't work or he didn't work or that yeah. didn't work for me or now that didn't work for me. And it could be it's not the coach. It's the person thinking they already know what they need. So they're not hearing anything the coaches are telling them, nor are they implementing it. I think maybe this calls for an, an assignment. Before we do that, I, I, I do remember this being said. How many times have you heard um, you and I going to Craig's event, PR web. Yep. Over and over. And have you done it? Have you, have done, you done it? Have you done it? So Craig tells us at all of our events and everybody's like, well, what should I do? And he goes, PR web. <laughs> and they still don't He do has it. said that. I don't know how many times and people still come and ask, well, what should I do to publicize my event? PR web. <laughs> Not come on. Anyway, it's just funny. But no, I think this calls for an assignment. I really think this calls for an assignment. And I'm going to say, if you, I mean, if you have a coach and you have a mentor, I'm going to encourage you to take a quick phone call with your coach or mentor this week. And I'm going to encourage you to ask this question. What is one thing that you have said that I have not listened to in the past year? And then shut up and listen. Good question. Uh, if you're willing to take that challenge, put a me in the comments right now. I want to know it, that you're going to do it, and I will come back to see who watches the replay and does it in the replay. Good question. I'm and that's part of this, too, is asking the right questions. Well, speaking of coach, are you coming on Monday and Tuesday? Tuesday. Yes, you're going to be here? Be. Cool. All right. Yes, I will. I'll be at the Mastermind. Yay! You're not You're not at the Monday one, are you? Uh, no. No, I'm not part of the elite group. I am. I know. I know. It's because I listened. <laughs> I took his advice, so he let me be part of the elite. Because <laughs> I listened. Oh, my God. I'll go up to Craig on Tuesday and say, why can't I be part of the elite? I listen. <laughs> Tim told me all I have to do is listen, and I'll be part of the elite. No. Um, 
that's a perfect example of listening though. I know as we, we you know, we got to wrap down here and expect ourselves was Craig talked about that program and Craig invited me the first year and I said, no. Yeah. He was about to invite me the second year. I said, no, it was towards the end of the second year, the last half of the second year that he basically knew what I was looking for. Cause I'd already voiced what I was looking for in a coach and the next level I was going to go. And he cornered me on, st on stage on a break and said, you need to go with, you need to go with the elite program. And let me tell you why this is what you, it will do for you. And then he used the exact term. This is what it's going to do for you. All right. I said, okay, it sounds great. And this is what I want you to do next. And he put the application in my hand, told me what to do. And he said, if you want to do it, you'll have that to me by the end of the day. If you don't, I'm not asking you again. Yeah. And that made me go, okay. And I went and filled the application out. I came back. All right. And put that application personally in his hand within four hours. And that was like to get in the elite program. It was like a three page interview you had to write. And I did it. And that's just a sign. All right. Yes. I listened because Craig was listening to me and knew what I was looking for. And he knew how to use that to his advantage to go, Tim, this is how I can help you get it. Yeah. Some of you guys are, are you know what I mean? There's coaches around who, who, who basically can see. All right. And, and some of you who know me, all right, I watch you and I probably can within three minutes sit down and tell you what, what you need and how I can help you get it. But most of you are like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. Just respect me. Anyway, we're going to end it there. <laughs> we're going to stop with that. <laughs> Katrina, all right, as I know, uh, we're a minute over and we got to close down. All right, what is your website this week? Tell them all so they can get a hold of you. Uh, kgwebsitedesigns.com, as you can see down below. Uh -huh. And um, uh -huh. you can also get a hold of me via kgarcia at kgwebsitedesigns.com. Sure. And I'm going to promote, um, oops, I'm going to promote my event, simpleeasyevents.com. Simpleeasyevents.com. Our next one is September 18th. <laughs> I know, yeah. September <laughs> September 18th is our next one, but we're, we have Blog and Video Con coming up in November. So, uh, by the way, get Blog and Video Con. If you don't have a ticket already, the, the tickets are, sale, are, are for sale online, blogandvideocon.com. Cool. Got to go. Cool. So, guys, we'll have a great week. I will see. We will see you next week. All right. In the meantime, guys, all right, take what, take what you got this week. Listen to those people who are going to help you. Respect those people who know more than you. Understand, all right, it had to start somewhere. It started with the internet. Yeah. What was the first topic we talked about? <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>